Mark. Uh, hello, strangers. I know it's been quite a while since I've last appeared on your computer screens or TV screens, no matter what you're watching me on. And I do apologize for that. But, you know, that's the way life goes sometimes. Sometimes you have, uh, you're there every week and sometimes there's a break. But we have our usual cast of characters to wrap up. Mm. 2022 New York Mets season. And let me bring them on. Uh, we have the boys from baseball and barbecue, Jeff and Len. Welcome to Mets Musings. Hello, Gary. Gary. <laughs> and uh, Len, oh, <laughs> welcome. welcome. It feels good to be back. Gary, can I just say, the boys are back in town. Boys are back in town. Come on, everybody. All right. We didn't know we were going to get dinner in a theater show tonight. Yeah, right? but... <laughs> and also joining us, as usual, is my former co-host and my good friend, Mr. Barry Newman. Barry, welcome to Mets Musings. Thanks, Gary. It's great to be back after a somewhat lengthy absence. Hi, Jeff. Hi, Len. You get to see a little bit of the background of our, our son's wedding. It's oh, beautiful. From last month. <laughs> it's beautiful. Congratulations. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Always a, a beautiful event and a happy event. And uh, so glad they had a beautiful day. Everything went off without a hitch. And uh, unlike the Mets season, Wait, wait, one second. Gary, Gary. Yeah. I thought things went off with the hitch. Didn't well. they get hitched? <laughs> yeah, <Isn't>... yeah. <laughs> yes, but confused. nothing went wrong in me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get serious, please. Well, I don't know about you guys, uh, but we are one day clear of the uh, maybe it's two days clear of the general managers meetings as Billy Epler is in I believe it they're in Las Vegas meeting uh lots of things going on we are one day shy of uh the window of time that you can talk with your free agent so as of tomorrow uh the Mets free agents will be completely free and um they made a major move in signing the closer, Edwin Diaz. It is officially announced it today. Uh, a big move. Uh, but are you guys uh, over the shock of 2022 yet, or is it still uh, bothering you? Jeff, we'll start with you. I, I guess I'm over it. I mean, you kind of saw it coming. Uh, mid-September with those easy teams, the Cubs and, and the Marlins and the Nationals, and they just couldn't get out of their own way. And it was just a, you know, I kind of see the season as a long flight. They took off great. They're cruising at altitude, and when they come down, it was a slow descent. And they just landed, and it was just landed too soon. I mean, they didn't, uh, they, they just burnt out. They ran out of fuel. At the end of the year, Len. Wow, Jeff, that's spoken like someone who just got back from Israel. <laughs> it was a long <laughs> flight. <laughs> yeah, I'm over it. 
it, 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 yeah, of course I'm over it. And, and I savored the season, um, for each part of it. So I guess if I wasn't enjoying the whole season and I was just looking forward to the end, it would have bothered me more, but I still think it was a phenomenal season, at least a regular season for the Mets. And uh, they just, Atlanta was just a great team and, and caught them, you know, and just, but yeah, it's, I'm over it and I'm ready to move on to spring training. Is it, is it time yet? What? No. When is spring training? We have a few more weeks. <laughs> Barry, how about you? Well, Len, I'm with you. Spring training can't come soon enough. Having this <laughs> one less hour of uh, daylight is really a bummer. And to answer your question, Gary, yeah, I'm, I'm over it. it. It took a while. And like Jeff said, you could kind of see it coming. Well, especially when they they dropped the three games to Atlanta and basically lost the division to them. But then we saw not only the Mets not win their series, the Dodgers and the Braves didn't win their series either. So that helped me get over it. And let's just face it, baseball is like hockey now. It's who gets hot at the right time. They're in the playoffs. Right. That's the team that wins, not necessarily the best team but the team that is the hottest at that time. And I think that if the Mets had ended up winning that series over the Padres and had to play the Phillies, or if they had won the division, at which I guess would have had them end up playing the Phillies, the Phillies were so hot by then, the Phillies would have probably beat the Mets as well. Yeah, and, and it probably, you know, it probably helped the Phillies uh having to battle go down the stretch to try to get that last wild card because uh, it seemed to turn them around and, and uh, that one home run by Harper uh, to get into the wild card. And boy, they were off and running and uh, you know, hats off to them. They did a great job and uh, they beat two division winners. So you can't say it was a fluke. Uh, they beat the Cardinals and the, the uh, um, uh, who's the other team I'm thinking of now? Uh, um, blah, 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 blah. Who else they beat? The Braves. Braves. The Braves. Oh, my yeah. goodness. How do they forget that? See what happens. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, they did good. But congratulations to the Houston Astros proving once again that they are uh, uh, the, probably the best team in baseball uh, or up there. One, one, a maybe with the Dodgers, but the Dodgers, you know, there's a lot of criticism with the Dodgers because they haven't won more than once and they won in a bubble year, if you will. Uh, so, uh, you know, they've got something uh, to prove coming into next year. But the Mets, um, I know, I, I'm, I'm over it now, uh, but I was thinking about this yesterday. And I think it was just the shock of the way it ended, how we were so high all year. And then within, look, it spread out over a month, as Jeff said, but it just seemed like it, it overnight, they just went boom. Uh, and, and I think that's what got a lot of us. And, and really that's what was shocking. The end was just, uh, uh, 
you know, unbelievable. And uh, but I think that's what got us. But we move on, as we all have uh, said, and we look forward and the Mets offseason plans. They've already started. They've made a move. Uh, signing Diaz uh, is everybody. Uh, I would have to think that everybody on the panel would be very happy with uh, the signing of Diaz. It gets a major, uh, a major position that they would have had to fill. He got it off the table. But uh, what are you guys' thoughts on that, Barry? I'll start with you. I think it's great. It's something they had to do. They had to at least lock up the closers' position, and Diaz is coming off a season which he'll probably never duplicate. I remember the season Dwight Gooden had in 1985 and thinking he'll never have a season like that again. And sure enough, he didn't. But even if DX is anything close to what he was this year, it it certainly is a, a solid move and he will be a reliable closer for hopefully the length of his contract. Uh, Len, your thoughts. So, you know, in baseball, you get paid on what you did, not what you're going to do. And so to expect him to have a season like that would, you know, that was a definitely a career year. Uh, but if he even comes close to that, it's great. Um, I think the closer is an extremely important role, especially now. And, and uh, the way baseball is such, uh, you know, the, way it's played now and but it is interesting as far as um him getting all that money and not what what i'm really going for is i want jeff who has his feelings on the closer role and number of innings pitched and whether a closer should get in the hall of fame and all that i'm curious to know what jeff thinks about uh mr diaz's uh big windfall well, he obviously sets the new mark of being paid the highest uh, as a, as a closer. That was just, I think, before that was Chapman. He went uh, yes. five years for like eighty six million. Was a seventeen million year. Now it's raised the bar to twenty million. I mean, but but Diaz, look, he is. I, I think, look, the economics being the economics, it, it is. It's it's he's going to get the money. That was going to happen. Thing is, he's young enough to get that money. You know, he's not a 34 year old closer getting 20 million a year. He's a 29 year old closer getting uh, coming into, you know, in his prime. I hope he can I, look, I always said bullpens are fickle, relievers are fickle. I just hope he can sustain it for a few years before his, his, his downfall. Nobody's comparing him to Mariano. God forbid you marry you, 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 you know, compare, Oh, Mariano. Well, you know, Mariano had his faults, so he had his his flubs as well. So let's not forget that. But you know what? If he's, you know, anything half, three quarters, you know, it's a good move. And they needed a, he's him and Drew Smith are the only only people uh, in the bullpen right now. They have nobody else, so they needed a, they needed to have a, a relievers. Uh you forgot the what's his name? The uh, Walker. Walker. <laughs> Day Orca, Bright, oh. Bryce, Day Orca, whatever. His name oh, right, is, right, 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 right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Come on. They got him. They got uh, no Gusek. Yeah. Well, today they actually released uh, Givens. 
they Amen. released Givens, yes, today, and but they picked up Taylor Sauce. Sausalita, uh, oh, there you go. Whoo! Thank goodness. <laughs> <laughs> well, a lefty. At least they're gonna have. Uh, they just replaced Jolie Rodriguez, probably, uh, with that pickup. But um, uh, bullpen's important, and and they got that important cog. I think the three most important things they need to do is probably to sign him, uh, to sign uh, uh, Nimmo. Because you need a good leadoff hitter, and the third one—I mean, it's a good argument. They get—they need to get a power bat slash, or uh, some would say they need to sign Degrom, who optioned out. Um, yeah, I just want—I just want to go back one one thing that Len mentioned when when he said about bullpen. Look, the way the pitchers are pitching these, these days, we don't know last five six years, they go five innings, mm-hmm. six innings maybe. You gotta need a bullpen. So, you know, you make fun of me with all the bullpen stuff, but you're going to need relievers. That's it. I'm not making fun of you at all. I just, I, I know you have a, an opinion on relievers. Well, they're very important <laughs> in, in these in this game today, right? In right. modern baseball. Right. But, and you definitely you're using, have you're an using opinion five, on six of them every day. <laughs> you're using five, six of them every day. Jeff, come on. Just, what, what, what do you really think about Mariano? <laughs> Yeah. Okay. It's very easy to pitch one inning every other day. Get throw fifteen pitches. Baseball rant. Greatest pitcher of all. Greatest pitcher of all time. Hundred percent the Hall of Famer, please. And if you want to hear more bickering like this, listen to baseball and barbecue. <laughs> Gary, you got a baseball rant on your show. You aren't expecting it. That's a, that's an added bonus. This is gold. <laughs> well, and 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 this kind of rolls into my next question with the Grom opting out. Do you spend the money on the Grom, or do you spend it on getting a bat? Possibly uh, through free agency, maybe going after a Aaron Judge, or do you sign the uh, Grom? I mean, I think if, if the World Series has shown us again that uh, and the playoffs so much that you know the starting pitching, do you need the good starter pitcher or do you need a solid starting pitcher? Um. And maybe one really terrific pitcher on your staff um, to be the stopper. But do you really need three, two good, you know, all-time pitchers? Or do you need good, solid guys that will go five or six innings and then turn it and then build up your bullpen? I mean, the Yankees won won their division doing it that way because, I mean, I didn't recognize half the guys that they had on their pitching staff, and they kept rolling guys out. I swear, I thought they had like a 60-man roster in the playoffs because they kept bringing (laughs) these guys out. So who the hell are these guys? Um, Is that the way baseball is trending now, Len? What do you think about that? A couple of things on DeGrom and baseball and all that. So it really, for most of the season, the Mets did it without DeGrom. And we're quite the team without DeGrom. And the talk was always, well, we'll get DeGrom back and we'll have Scherzer. And then we'll have this great one-two punch in the playoffs because that's 
that's what we're set up for. We're set up for the two of them in the playoffs, and we know what happened there. So then you look at DeGrom and the fact that he basically made it clear from the very beginning that he was going to opt out. Based on what? Based on the fact that, yes, he's won two Cy Young Awards, and when he's on the mound, he is an incredible pitcher for the most part, except they are they were home with us watching other teams in the World Series and the playoffs. So the fact I'm bothered by the fact that he opted out, but he he opted out knowing that he will get a better deal than he opted out of. And the deal he had was incredible. Absolutely incredible. But he can do better. And someone will pay him. Now the question well, is, will it be the Mets that pay him? Do I want let, the Mets to pay him? Let me ask you this. In this day and age, though, with this the, the level of salary he's out, there's not a lot of teams that will, you know, that are, that are capable of paying him. Uh, so th- is that something that, that he should have considered as well? I, I, and coming off of two bad seasons, two injury-filled seasons, is that something that maybe was a misthought uh, on his part? Yeah, but Gary, you know, yes. Are there teams that'll pay him? The Angels need pitching. The Yankees could always use him and and this whole thing between the Mets and the Yankees we're not going to pe- compete for players sounds a little like collusion but whatever um the there are t- the Dodgers will pay him maybe the Giants will pay him uh, he'll he'll get the money um but i think probably in the end the Mets will end up giving him a new deal because they want to keep him as a Met. So he'll probably stay a Met as far as, unless he decides New York is just not where he wants to play. But I don't think he's going to leave because the Mets offer him less money than another team. I think the Mets are going to offer him the money and just hope that he'll stay injury-free and, you know, that the, all these past injuries or whatever are, you know, he's beyond that. So I think that's what's going to happen. Jeff? I think if it's about money, he stays in New York. If it's not about money, he'll go where he's comfortable. I mean, obviously, the Mets will can pay him the most. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Max Scherzer is getting $43.3 million. You know, DeGrom on the mound, you know, is a better pitcher. I mean, I love Scherzer, but DeGrom is better and, you know, He's gonna he he's gonna want more than than Max. That's what I think. I mean, going into next year, you have two guys making almost ninety million dollars uh, of your payroll, almost a thirty of payroll with two guys. That's uh, that's quite a chunk. But you know what? Let's have Uncle Stevie. Money's no object. Barry. Okay, like Jeff said earlier, Diaz is not a thirty-four-year-old reliever, but. DeGrom is a 34-year-old starter, and he's pitched less than a full season over the past two years. And, Gary, you said only a handful of teams can afford to pay him 
an ungodly amount of money. It only takes one. And mm-hmm. to be honest, I never really bought the uh, the the Atlanta thing it, it, until today. And I saw that Odorizzi was traded. And I uh, guess Charlie Morton can't pitch forever. So there may just be an opening on the staff. And Atlanta got knocked out in their first round of playoffs, just like the Mets did. Should the Mets give DeGrom a Scherzer-type contract and have, like Jeff said, $90 million a year invested in two starting pitches? I know it's not really our money, even though indirectly it is when you think about concessions and parking. I, I really don't know. I'm, I'm torn on this. I just don't really know if it's wise to have two pitchers well into their 30s making that kind of money when the, the general consensus is the Mets have got to get younger. And that that's not the way you do it. At the same time, DeGrom is a legendary Met. He's had two legendary seasons, just not the last two. So I'm a little conflicted on this. And I, I really don't know. I guess if you put a gun to my head, do they sign for that kind of a contract? I have to say no. I, I don't think it would be a wise thing to do. Because the return on the investment, he just hasn't been able to prove he, he can stay healthy. So I don't think it's it's worth the risk to do it. If I may, if, there was only a, a player out there who's a great pitcher and a great hitter. I mean, where could, where could we find that? <laughs> There's going to be a free agent after next year. Maybe you could show me that. Oh. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Don't With an angelic there. voice. Trust. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, but who knows how uh, Mr. Otani would perform here in the Big Apple uh, as uh, – you know, we don't know, uh, but I tend to agree with Barry. I, I I don't want to spend that kind of money on on a pitcher that we don't know really. Uh, you know, he he really uh, did not look good in the playoffs, and and even leading up to his last couple of starts before the playoffs, as did Scherzer, and uh, that was very that was more concerning to me. That when he first came back and, and uh, had a couple of rough starts there, and then then he looked good, uh, but the playoff thing really concerned me because he should have been in the groove by then. He should have been more ready, and um, didn't look good at all. Uh, so that's concerning. But if he's you're talking about that kind of money, forty million dollars. I, no, I can't do. I, again, I would rather take that money and go after somebody like Aaron Judge, uh, because that lineup could use it, and there are other pitchers out there that you can sign that are may not. They're not going to be yes, I young award winners, but they'll give you a hundred and something in, innings. Uh, I just read today that uh, Jordan Lyles was released by Baltimore. Um, you know, he had a high ERA, but he, you know, gave him 179 innings and, and pitched decently enough to warrant a contract. So, uh, you know, there are enough people out there that I think can do it. I, I, you know, even bring back Trevor Williams. You could use him as a swing man, uh, if need be, you know, um, 
I just think I could pick up uh, you could pick up Walker and Carrasco or Walker and Bassett for the money you would probably gonna pay DeGrom at this point. And and that's that's two bodies there and you know, you throw in an outfielder, uh which kind of brings up the next question. Um we need to sign Brandon Nimmo and I think he may be tougher because of uh, the Boris connection. Um, though the signing of Scherzer could have helped that situation a little bit. So that, that'll remain to be seen. But uh, thoughts on uh, Brandon Nimmo? Anyone? Okay, I, I'm going to just start. But you said a couple of things, Gary. You When you said the Boris connection. Boris will his clients will go anywhere that they pay the most money. It won't matter. It didn't matter that they gave Scherzer a ton of money. It, that, that it's not going to be like Boris will say, "Oh, you gave him a ton of money, so we'll sign with you." It, it it's got nothing to do with that. If the Mets pony up and they give Nemo the money, that's that's what's it's going to be. As far as Judge, um, whether you know whether. Uh, the Mets are not going to, you know, compete with the Yankees for their guy or whatever it is. I cannot see Aaron Judge in a Met uniform. I just that would be the weirdest awesome. thing. <laughs> I, it would be, but it's I will be shocked beyond belief if if that ever happens. That that would be that, Do you really think that would be that could you see that happening? Well, Len, I'm going to answer your question with with my own question. A year ago at this time, could you have foreseen Max Scherzer in a Mets uniform? Excellent question. Yeah, but <laughs> that yes, excellent question. But um, he got paid a ton of money, and he took the mm. deal. Mm. Um. I mean, he was in a Nationals uniform, then a Mets uniform. Not, I, not the same as. I'm sorry, it's not the same as Aaron Judge, a Yankee. True, true. Uniform. It's just not. That's true. I know, I know you're trying to. It's not apples to apples. It's just not. No, it's not. I I agree, but I guess the point is, like you said, ninety-nine out of a hundred of the athletes today go for the money and if the Rockies which is a team that is rumored to be interested in Nemo and willing to give him a, a ton of money to have Nemo go home that's more more than likely where he will go and if the Mets offer Aaron that's the most money more than likely that's where he will go but when I, I agree with you I can't foresee Aaron Judge in the in a Mets uniform e- either. I just don't see the Yankees putting themselves in a situation for the beating they would they would take publicly if 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 that happened. Could I see Judge going to a California team? That that I think is possible. And to be honest, I think it's good for baseball, better for baseball if Judge stays the Yankees, a homegrown Yankee. He set the home run record. I guess we have to say he owns the legitimate 
home run record now for one season. And I'm not saying I would refuse him if the Mets and not signed him and not welcome him to, to the team. I mean, of course, who wouldn't want Aaron Judge on the team they root for? So, again, I'm a little conflicted about this. And I don't want the Mets to become the Steinbrenner Yankees of the late 70s, early 80s, and buy just every play be- because they can. And at the same And you know what, Barry? But at the same time, like Gary said, the Mets do need another power bat. Yeah. Barry, you know what? Yes. Actually, there. if we go back years and I said to you, could you have seen Daryl Strawberry or Doc Gooden in a Yankee uniform? That might have been one we especially, I mean, okay. Strawberry. David Cohn. Yeah. So. Fair enough. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. You know what? Because it's gone the opposite. It's gone where we've had Met uniforms go to Yankees, even though there was maybe a stop in between, you know, with Cone and with Strawberry, they didn't go directly from the Mets to the Yankees, but they were thought of really as Mets. Right. And also this would be a a play the Yankees lose to the Mets in the prime of his career, which would be different from the other guys you mentioned, including Scherzer, who's, you know, at the tail end of his, although still a very good pitcher. Jeff? <laughs> what was the question? <laughs> Aaron Judge? I like that evil laugh. <laughs> Aaron Judge, do you Aaron uh... Judge, Aaron Judge should call up Uncle Stevie just to have a conversation. And, and it's got to be leaked into the newspapers. Just to tweet the Yankees, just say, you know, I've talked to the Mets. <laughs> You know, I'm not going to tell you what my offer is, but you know, be uh, we had a good conversation. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think they make the phone call. I think they should make the phone call. I don't know if they will to do their uh, due diligence. You know? Yeah, I mean, you know, they're talking about the the. Uh, like I think Barry said, they don't want to, or, or Len said about the. Uh, taking players from one another, they don't want to do it. But this is different, you know. If he's gonna leave and go to San Francisco, and the Mets can keep him in New York, you know, I mean, it, it is what it is. Uh, that shouldn't hurt the two teams from talking to one another and deal doing deals. If that's if and if that's what it is, then screw the Skyburners. Who cares what they want then? Um. You know, business is business, and um, the Yankees, believe me, the Yankees would uh, not stop at signing somebody. If they want to get the Grom, they'll go after the Grom. But then mm-hmm. the Mets shouldn't go after Judge. See, it's, you can't you can't play the game that way. It's got to work both ways. And uh, um, you know, uh, we'll see what, what Uncle Stevie does. We can spend his money all night. Boy, I could build some team with his money. Sure. Uh, but uh, it's his money. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the rumor coming out is the Mets might be interested in Trey Turner. Um, the only problem is where are you going to play him? I don't have a problem with signing him. I think they should go after him. Perhaps they could, as Barry said, they need to need to go younger. 
uh, he would give them uh, speed at the top of the lineup. And then you, you wouldn't have to worry that much about Nimmo uh, signing because the rumor, it, there was a rumor that uh, Turner, they're considering internally the Mets are uh, signing Turner and possibly teaching him center field or he could go to second base. Uh, but why would he want to come off of shortstop, which is supposedly the golden position in baseball? Um, I know he came off of it to play for the Dodgers and play, he played second base there. But, um, you know, the thoughts are now as a free agent, he can demand to go back to shortstop and may want to do that. But uh, I think as we established for the right amount of dollars, I think you, you know, Oh, I'll play, you know, you want me to catch, I'll catch. So, mm-hmm. um, but uh, what do you think about those rumors? Uh, would you make that move? Would you try to sign him and Barry? I'll start with you. Yeah. I was thinking the same thing as you, Gary, where would you play Turner? But then I did a little chart. And I'd love the Mets to pick up Trey Turner. He's like you said, he's a, a younger player. He's a he's a he's a, a faster player, and I don't think he'd have any problem paying him enough money, moving back to second base. And then you just put McNeil in the outfield. That doesn't preclude you from signing Brandon Nimmo, because he could still be a center fielder. And then you still have Marte in right field, and then Kanye becomes a uh, slash fourth outfielder, right-handed DH. So really, uh, you're just improving your team a t- tremendous amount by picking up a Trey Turner because the corresponding moves strengthen the position that was that was god-awful for the Mets last year. Just think back of all the times where they needed production from the right-handed DH, and there was nothing there. So if you have Turner and he plays second base, you make the corresponding moves with McNeil, the left field, center field and right field stay the same, then you're a, a much better team. I would hate the idea if you, if the if the idea is to sign Turner and move him to another position. Haven't the Mets done enough of those things over the years? And much more often than not, they, they backfire completely. If it's the second base, I think it's a great move. You have speed at the top of the order you could bat Turner second behind Nimmo if you sign Nimmo or if you don't he can be a leadoff hitter that that would be some that would be a formidable lineup and he also gives you 20-25 home runs along with the, the the speed he has so I mean he's a tremendous player and I I would absolutely love it if the Mets could pick up Trey Turner well, how, let me ask you this question. Uh, how would you feel about maybe, uh, I agree with that, you know, uh, teaching people new uh, positions. How about though, Jeff McNeil has played the outfield already. How about trying him in center field to see whether he could handle it or, uh, Better yet, why not sign uh, another a guy like maybe a Michael Conforto, who's still a free agent? You know, he can play in New York. Uh, 
He's coming off a couple of injuries. You may be able to get him cheap for a year or two or, you know, a, a three-year deal with a, an opt-out. Um, you know, what What about that? What about putting McNeil out in center field and see? Well, let me, let me just say this, Gary. If you don't get Nimmo signed, you, you still have Marte, who spent most of his career as a center fielder. So I don't see a need to move McNeil. And as far as Conforto, it's interesting thought. I thought of it my I thought of it myself over the past couple of days. So I suppose if you did that and well and you move Marte to center field and played Conforto back in right field, or did it the op the opposite way, I, I guess we could live with that. That that would be a, a pretty good outfield. I'd have no problem with that. Uh anybody else, Len? As I sit here and, and, you know, you sit and you, you, you hear your question and you think of what you're going to say when it's your turn. And then Barry said basically almost everything that I would have said. So I don't have much to add, Barry. You, you said it all. The Mets do have a history of um, or they did, you know, history of changing p- people's positions. And sometimes it works, but often it doesn't. And it's been star players that they've tried to do that. Now, I wouldn't have a problem putting Turner at second if he, uh, obviously, if he agreed to it, but because he has played there. But to try and think that you can move him into the outfield uh, is, is, is a mistake. Conforto hasn't played in a long time. So, and obviously he had the injuries. So I don't think, if you bring Conforto in, you're not bringing him in. I think you bring him in at, at least in the beginning as somebody on your bench who's going to, you know, give your bench some, some strength, but I don't think you can depend on him to begin the season as a, a, you know, one of your starters. I think that's a mistake only because we don't know what he is uh, after the injuries and after a year off. So, you know, I, I don't think you could take that kind of chance, but I, I'm certainly for signing him again for bench strength, but, Again, Barry, you said it all, and I'm going to just stop. <laughs> uh, I I love Trey Turner. I think he – I would love the Mets to sign him for a couple of reasons. One, he's a Met killer. It would be nice to get a Met killer back on, on the Mets side, you know? <laughs> yeah. The two other reasons are the Phillies and the Braves because they need shortstops. And I don't want to see – Trey Turner 19 times against either the Braves or, or the Phillies. Because uh, that's where a likely landing spot is. Because we, I think, uh, what's his name? Uh, Dan Dan Swanson's a free agent. And he's looking to go mm-hmm. someplace for big money. Who knows where all these musical musical uh, chairs, shortstops end up. Yeah, correct. Correct, yeah. I just don't want Trey Turner back in the National League East unless it's with the, the Mets. You know what? You pay him enough money, he'll come anywhere. You know, like like one of you guys said, I think, Len, you know, pay him enough money, or, or it was you, Gary, you know, I'll, I'll carry the water. I don't care, you know. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I would not mind seeing Trey Turner in a New York Met uniform. Uh, put him at second base, put, put McNeil in the outfield. He's obviously athletic enough to do that. So, uh, you know, 
that's that's I I would I don't think it's gonna happen. Let me just put it that way. I don't think it's gonna happen. But it'd be nice to see Trey Turner in the Met uniform. Yeah, I agree. I, I think it would be a, a good addition. Uh he could be your leadoff hitter, uh the speed. Um for some reason, well, I guess in the past, there's been a lot of shortstops that have been converted to center fielders, and that's where the thinking uh, comes in. You know, Mickey Mantle was a shortstop, and uh, they converted him. He he made out pretty good. Robin Yount uh, uh, went to the outfield. Right. Uh, uh, Craig Biggio went from catcher second base to the outfield. Went all over the place. That yeah. guy, uh, you know. Yeah. So I mean, there is a history. One shortstop didn't didn't get off the position because he was too damn stubborn to do go. that. Too bad, prideful <laughs> to do that. And the Yankees had a better shortstop on their team, but you know, Derek Jeter would not move off the position <laughs> because he only had to play shortstop for the New York Yankees. He, even though it would have been better off for the Yankees if he moved to third base. Barry, would you do the baseball rant thing? <laughs> I, love, I, I love it when this show morphs into a Derek G to Mariano oh. conversation. Wow. That's, what, that's what it's the best. I love it. Wow. <laughs> well, we've got a bunch of other free agents out there. The Mets still have some holes to fill in the uh, the bullpen, the starting rotation, and as I said, I think they need another bat and could probably use a little bit more speed in the lineup. Um, Barry and I were talking yesterday, and uh, I brought up a name that, that everybody forgot about for the bullpen, but uh, one John Curtis, who the Mets signed last year for $775,000, even knowing that he was uh, not going to be throwing a pitch because he had rehabbed, uh, he re was rehabbing for Tommy John surgery. Uh, he, they have an option on him. There's no word yet whether they have picked up that option. Um <laughs> Personally, I think they should pick up the option because why would you spend that kind of money when you know the guy wasn't unless you were going to, you know, give him a shot at least this year. Uh, he will be about uh, 14 months out of uh, past uh, post-surgery by the time spring training starts. He had it September of 2021. So uh, he'd be in that 14-month range. and That's usually when the Mets like to bring him back and as a relief pitcher. Um, so that's a possibility. Uh, what else have they accomplished so far? Well, they, they took care of the DH spot there. Boy, I'm excited about the DH next year. We've okay, got Daniel Vogelbach back. <laughs> right. That was a no-brainer. It's a $1.5 million team option. You you, you, you take that right away. Uh, unfortunately, they still have Darren Ruff under contract for the right-handed DH, who was a complete bust is that being kind um we don't want to curse so uh otherwise we'd say he was an effing bust uh but was just plain awful uh in in that position so i think that's a spot they really uh need to shore up the dh position 
look, maybe Conforto would be, uh, uh, you know, could work his way back into his lineup there. And I see Jeff is either giving me the finger or he wants to be recognized. I don't know which, so we'll go to Jeff. <laughs> I have two words for you. Josh Bell. Josh He's Bell. Free agent. DH. Better than Ruff. Better than Vogelbach. And can spell Alonzo at first base. He is the guy the Mets need. I mean, yeah, you had to sign Daniel Vogelbach. If you don't pick up his option, it goes arbitration oh, anyway. Yeah. That was that was nothing. Uh, between Vogelbach and Ruff, it's it's four and a half million dollars. Yeah, I know Josh Bell is going to be expensive, but he 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 hits. <laughs> he hits. So he's the guy who should they should sign. Yeah. And and I think he'd like coming back to the National League least. He struggled in San Diego, uh, except had a couple of big games in the playoffs against the Mets, of course. Well, of course, yes. You know. Uh uh, you know, another guy that had a big game to get the Mets that is a free agent now, uh, is uh Jurickson Provar of the Padres. And you know, is he looking to fill an outfield slot? Do you take a look at him? I mean, we want to get all that med. We have nine guys of med killers on our team, so they can't kill us anymore. <laughs> Gene Sakura is a free agent too now. <laughs> well, uh, he's getting a little old though. He, I think he's thirty-four, if I'm not mistaken. So he's done. He's lost a step or two. Uh, uh, but uh, you know. There are a lot available out there. And uh, with your wish list, who would you like to see the Mets pick up in this offseason? And uh, we'll, Jeff, we'll start with you. Like, like I said, Josh Bell, I'd like, like to see him pick up. Um, you know what? Maybe for pitching depth, um, Mike Clevenger, I think, is out there as a free agent. Rodone, is it Carlos Rodone? Carlos yeah. Rodone. Yeah. Uh, like to see, pick him up as, as a free agent just to uh, shore up the, uh, the the rotation. I think um, Bassett, I think he's going to go to San Diego because he, he likes Bob Melvin, but I'm not sure how much more 19 million this guy's going to get. I mean, you know, Mitch will put the qualifying offer on him, so he'll get at least 19.6. He'll get and, more than that. He'll and, get a few years and he'll get more than that. Yeah, I, I know. Um, but, you know, at least the Mets will get a draft pick back, mm -hmm. whatever it is, fourth round or whatever it is. Uh, but, yeah, those are the kind of pickups that I like, like to see them get. I think they should start Alvarez as catcher. You know, maybe try to unload uh, McCann for a bag of balls somewhere. Um, you know, maybe pick up Carrasco again. I mean, he, he, he's going to get paid. It's an $11 million uh deal because he's going to get 14 million if they don't pick him up they're going to pay him three million dollars anyway so it's going to be it's going to cost them 11 million for carrasco to, to re-sign him you know he's a good four or five and don't forget there's joey lucchese who's back uh who might be back next next season as well so those are those are my kind of uh wish lists yeah and and lucchese can go into the starting uh rotation i mean they they do have a starting rotation. It's not uh, as star studded. I mean, right now it would be Scherzer, McGill, Peterson, uh, maybe Lucchese, 
and uh you know uh, a play to be named later but uh you know you just wonder do you need that you know uh the, the, maybe they go after verland <laughs> i Why mean not? based on you know based on this year if the if if verlander and degrom are asking the same amount of money I I may opt more for Verlander and and uh, pay him for three years because he just had Tommy John. So you know, uh, he's probably good for three years. Mm-hmm. And and wouldn't it be nice to have his wife in the stands all the oh, time? Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, My fellow Gemini. <laughs> so I mean, I. You know, there's a lot of options that they can go to, but uh, uh, any uh, dream picks for you, Barry? Well, I think you just told me on the dream pick, and that would be the <laughs> the uh, the wife of Justin Verlander. <laughs> <laughs> all, all all kidding aside, we could all we could all fantasize, I suppose. But I like the Carlos Rodon potential addition to the Nets starting rotation. Being a lefty also helps. And I jotted a couple of names down with the pre- prefacing the fact that if we didn't know it before, we certainly know it now after watching the Astros rip through the playoffs with that bullpen, which is historic. And really, if you have a couple of decent arms and then you fill the rotation with the McGills, the David Petersons, if you can sign a guy like Rigone, even if you only get one of the three of the Trey, the Trey Oka, Bassett, whatever, Bassett, Walker, and Carrasco, maybe fill in with a guy like a, and here's, here's a name I, I just came up with. And he had a pretty decent season. He was not bad within his one season with the Mets, but Michael Walker, still young enough, as a fourth or fifth starter, you could do worse. I'd like the Mets to keep Trevor Williams as a swingman. He did a magnificent job in that role. As far as the bullpen, there are a couple of guys up there. I'd like to see the Mets try to bring back Adam Adovino. He did a wonderful job in the pen for the Mets as the eighth inning guy. And Drew Smith did a very nice job as well. As far as Seth Lugo goes, he can go. That this two innings one day and he can't pitch for another two days. Yeah, I've I've really had enough of that. There are other guys out there that can take that spot in the pen and be just as good, or if not better, and more reliable. Maybe even a guy like David Robertson would be a nice addition for the Mets. We we saw how good a job he did for the Phillies, who all of a sudden had a had a killer bullpen when it when it counted the most. And I saw it yesterday, today, that the Tigers did not pick up the option on Andrew Chafin, a pretty good lefty that would help any team's bullpen. So that's kind of my wish list for pitching. As far as the offense, I think I kind of covered it with the addition of Turner, which would move McNeil to the outfield, and Kanye into a fourth outfielder slash. DH positions, which would kind of take care of the lefty-righty DH. Although the idea of 
Josh Bell, like Jeff suggested, is is is, is kind of nice too. And as far as the catching, that that's that's kind of interesting. Yeah, if they could go into the season with with Nito and Alvarez, you know, I'm, I'm still not sure if Alvarez should be in the major leagues this soon. You know, we we haven't seen whether or not he is a major league caliber defensive catcher. And as you guys know, you can your your catcher can lose a a lot of games for you defensively. And unless he hits like Mike Piazza, that that's a position where you really need defense. So I'm not I'm not really sure about Alvarez being a major leaguer just yet, but a, a but a Nito and you know some guy. I'm really trying to think of a a put a guy that could platoon. I mean, there's also you know you have Wilson Contreras is out there. He's a free agent. I know the Cubs were, I guess, trying to move him, but were unable to, even though every expert in the world Zanino said from that the, he would. from the Rays are available. Okay, okay, that's not bad. So you know, some some something along that line would 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 be okay. And I like you guys all allude to if the Mets could dump McCann's salary. That 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 would be a good thing. So that that's that's pretty much my wish list. Len, uh, your wish list. You've got Uncle Stevie's money, and uh... yeah, Jeff and Barry pretty much covered it. Um, the only thing that 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 I'll say one thing is just when dump McCann or get rid of McCann. The only way you're getting rid of McCann is to eat some of that salary. Mm-hmm. So yeah, maybe maybe I, I think he's making 10, 10 million. It's, it's twelve year. million next year. Well, so you got to if you can trade him and eat half of it, he's a more palatable six million dollar catcher than he is a twelve million dollar catcher. But um, I I but other than that, Jeff and Barry said so much, and I agree with a lot of what they said. But what would Mets musings be? if I didn't give one of my outlandish, crazy ideas. So here's what, what? here's, here's, here's the way this is, this is totally crazy, but I want you to get some, uh, some mail, Gary. So maybe this will do it. <laughs> um, you get uncle Stevie. He sets up a fake corporation. Okay. And they make the Houston Astros an offer that is so outrageous that the Houston Astros sell. He then takes everybody on the Astros and he trades them all over. He brings them all over somehow to the Mets. And then now we have a good team. (laughs) I said it was nuts. So, but I could go through my laundry list of, of players that I want, but like I said, Jeff and Barry did it. And, uh, so that's that's it. <laughs> what about the possibility of trades? Anybody open to trading any of your top picks? Uh, here's one. Would anybody consider trading Alvarez in the right package? Now, I know they've been talking about him, uh, but they drafted a catcher this past year, Kevin Ferretta, who they are extremely high on. I mean, extremely high on this kid. Uh, 
do you uh, consider then if the right package for the right player came along, would you include a Francisco Alvarez? I mean, uh, who was it I read? Oh, uh, Pablo Lopez with the Marlins. The pitcher is uh, Marlins have made it known that he may be available for trade. They're looking for hitters. Um, though I don't think Alvarez would fit in that that particular package, but uh, Adam Smith might fit in in that particular package uh, with a Ronnie Mauricio or a Mark Vientos. Do you make a deal? I know we don't want to trade our prospects, but it's almost like we have uh, prospects and there's a couple of top prospects that are kind of surplus. Uh, Mauricio is blocked it short. And if they, you know, if they were to sign Turner, I mean, forget it. He's never going to get there. Um, you know, um, Vientos uh, is kind of blocked at, at the third with uh, Batty, you know, uh, is going to be the third base uh, heir apparent. So do you move one or two of those guys? And as I said, in the right deal, do you move an Alvarez? If if it's a if it's a you know, um, I don't know if you could get a just for namesake Sandy Alcantara, uh, do you include an Alvarez in a deal like that? Any thoughts on that, you guys? Just jump in. Yeah, I'm only moving Alvarez if it's if it's the right deal. A Sandy Alcantara, uh, that that's like the only guy I could I can think of moving a. Uh, Alvarez, just because of the youth of uh, Sandy Alicantra, by the way, who had more complete games this year than all the other 29 teams combined, which is an unbelievable stat, right? Yeah, how about Shohei Otana? Do you you put Alvarez in that deal? You know what? If it was two, three years ago, yeah, but I'll wait a year to get the Shohei Otani on free agent. You know, that solves your hitting and, and, and pitching problem on one swoop. Although I wouldn't mind, you know what? You mentioned Pablo Lopez. You know what? I would get rid of, I would trade Dom Smith. I would trade uh, Mauricio for, if, if we can get a pitcher of the kind of uh, caliber of Pablo Lopez. He's a very good pitcher. The only team he can't pitch against is the Mets. But you know what? If, if he was on our team, that's fine. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Maybe it'd be great against the Marlins. Yeah. Anybody else? <laughs> we all went crazy. We all went crazy when uh when Kellenek gets traded to Seattle and uh and we see you know he was a top prospect and we see that he's struggling. And who knows if he'll ever reach the potential that we all thought he would. So prospects are just that, they're prospects. And but of course, when they do pan out. And, and when Alvarez or Beatty or Vientos or Mauricio, I've heard conflicting stories about, but, but when these guys do pan out and you traded them, then you look foolish. But Jeff always says something that, that I find interesting, especially with the Kellenic trade, is that when Diaz is on the mound for the last out of the World Series, that trade will be worth it. So, you know, when if you if you make the right trade, 
great. It's when you, it's when you trade your prospects and like, uh, you know, when the Mets traded, um, forget they got a pitcher way back when, uh, I can't remember the name, but where they traded a prospect for a pitcher that they got for. Yeah. Zambrano. Who, who was that? Uh, Oh, Casimir. Casimir. Yeah. But so yes, I'm just glad I'm not the GM that I, you know, have to make that decision. Well, going by that, then they better sign Trevor Williams because the way Pete Crow Armstrong's going, no, he's he right. Like he's <laughs> going to be a star, and uh, the Mets have nothing out of that deal at all, which is is just uh, uh, a terrible, uh, terrible thing. With that, that may that may be a worse deal uh, than the uh, than the Diaz uh, deal, and. I'm sure Cleveland's happy, um, and and we're happy. That was a trade probably that worked out for both teams, Rosario and Jimenez. Uh, I think was Jimenez up for a gold glove, or, or did he win the gold glove or something? He, he yes, just, he did. He, he did win the gold glove? glove. Yeah, he did. Uh, Rosario had a terrific year, yep. and uh, without those two, they probably don't make the, the, the playoffs, and, and uh, you know. Uh, but Lindor had a good year and we made the playoffs. So uh, I guess that's one of those thing, deals that made it best for both teams. Uh, and uh, that's a good thing. But, um, you know, it, it, it's, it's a tough thing. Uh, they, they have shoes to fill and uh, things that they need to do. So, uh we're about an hour now, so I think it's uh, time perhaps that we wrap this up. So uh, who wants to start wrapping up uh, tonight's show? Gary, we're not talking food. I thought this ben? was Mets, musings, and marinades. <laughs> no food? We have baseball and barbecue. So That's I just part figured... two. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so uh, I'll wrap my I'll just say that it is a pleasure to be on here with you guys to joke, you know, to, to, to just, it's been great. It always is. And, uh, and hopefully uh, if you guys have enjoyed listening to this, um, you'll tune into our podcast, baseball and BBQ, which is uh, we have many of the we're, I think we talk more about Met, uh, Mets, about baseball history as far as baseball. But, um, and Gary, you've always been a supporter of the show. And I know, Barry, you listen to the show. And so, again, an honor to be with you. And I, and I thank you. And I'm looking forward to the next time we're all together. All right. Same here. Uh, and Barry? then I'll go with what you said before. And you basically took the words out of my mouth. It is an honor and a pleasure. And I really enjoy these round tables. I wanted to add one thing because we didn't really touch on the World Series. And I only thought this after one of you guys pointed out an article about Dusty Baker and how nice he was to uh, Brett Tobel's father, who I guess right, was yeah. in, in poor health. And he gave, he, he gave him a lot of time. And from that moment on, I was rooting for the Astros because I wanted Dusty Baker to finally get his his World Series ring, and he, and he did get it. And I, again, it also 
meant that we didn't have to hear this nonsense that undoubtedly we would have heard that the Astros lost the last three World Series to three National League National League East teams, none of them being the Mets. So, so thankfully, we don't have to listen to that garbage now. So good, good for Baker, good for the Astros. They did it legitimately this time, I'm assuming. And guys, it, it, it's always it's always a rip to be doing this, and hopefully we will get to do it again before the start of next year, and hopefully we'll see some new and improved players, and the Mets will keep going forward, and there's only so much you can do. The playoffs are a crapshoot now, and I guess in honor of that, that's why I'm wearing my Islanders hat instead of my Mets hat, although we actually packed it up, and I inadvertently packed up my Mets hat because we're, we're moving again, so I didn't want to unpack it. But I had my Islanders hat, so I'm, I'm wearing that instead. But anyway, it, it was it's always a joy to be part be part of this round table. Yeah, and I want to I want to say ditto to what uh, Barry and, and Len has said. I do have a viewing recommendation to keep you uh, going through the off season. There's a there's a movie on Netflix called Face and Nolan, and I just watched it yesterday. What a fantastic, fantastic biography on, on Nolan Ryan. So if you have some time, it's on Netflix. It, it has a couple of, uh, you know, Hall of Fame. They interview uh, Bobby Valentine. They interview uh, uh, George Brett, Randy Johnson. Uh, just a wonderful show. And I would suggest if you have Netflix, checking out Facing Nolan. And there's, of course, a little, little Mets Met stuff in the beginning. Obviously, he, he didn't become a star with the Mets, but give him his beginning. So, yeah, so so check that out. And again, thank you, Gary, for inviting us on uh, Mets Musing. It's always a pleasure. And uh, let me just say that it's always a pleasure to have you guys on. Uh, uh, it, it helps me get over the hump of a, a disappointing season and it's always good to see you guys and uh and laugh and talk some baseball and not take life too seriously uh because after all it is just a game and uh Definitely. you know we can get too caught up in it on a on a daily basis especially in the season so now that we're in the off season uh you know, we're going to have some fun and uh, this is, you know, a way to kick it off. We're going to play some interviews over the next few weeks, uh, probably with the holidays. We'll be in and out and uh, not much news going on. We'll probably have a show next week uh, to talk about the GM meetings a little bit. But uh, after that, we'll see, you know, the holidays come and you're busy, but we'll have some uh I think some interesting shows uh, from the past. We're going to bring back some interviews that uh, people liked, uh, you know, uh, like uh, Peter Alonzo and Skip Lockwood and Ed Lynch and Bill Madden and uh, just to name a few. So uh, look for that. If you missed them the first time. How about, how about Craig Swan? Uh, Craig Swan. We, yeah, we can replay that one. Uh, that was one of the first ones that that we did early on, and uh, Rod Gaspar even from the '69 Mets. Not too many people interviewed him, right. uh, but uh, there you go. Um, 
So that's what we're we'll doing the next uh, couple of months, and uh, uh, but I'll be here and I'll be annoying you now and then. <laughs> so I want to thank uh, you guys, and I want to thank all of you out there that are listening and watching Two Mets Musings. Uh, uh, I hope that uh, you'll come back and continue to listen, and we hope that next year will be better, have a better ending. You can't ask for a better season because we had a terrific season uh it was just the ending that was not so good so we have to like in hollywood you know a movie that that uh, gets watched and people write in before it's released and say uh you know the ending was not so good same thing with the match so we're gonna hope for a better movie next year where they win 103 games and uh, win that one extra game coming down the stretch to beat the Braves and take the division and move on to the playoffs and move all the way through and steamroll right through uh, to probably face the Astros <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's what we'll be looking forward to so remember as you go on to keep the faith and to stay optimistic, stay optimistic. And, and let's, let's go, go. Mets. <laughs> and I'm Gary Mack and I'll see you next time on another edition of Mets Music